Welcome to the Career Day Podcast. Uh, what is your name, sir? Hello, my name's Scott Eiler. And what do you currently do? Thanks for asking, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> currently, uh, I'm at THIS. For those who don't know, that's Tsinghua International School in Beijing. Uh, I teach 11th and 12th grade English, language, arts. That's yeah. currently what I'm doing. And this is, you, we're, we're new arrivals to this school, so we're, yes, this is your first year. How's it, how's it going so far? Oh man, it's been a bit of a whirl, whirlwind, but in quite a good way, I would say. It's been a whirlwind because you, you were in the same position as me in the fall, okay? For people who may be watching this 15 years in the future. Love that. Okay, um, <laughs> this is during the time of COVID. All right, um, and so Josh and I both were uh, stuck in the U.S. during the first two or three months of this school year. We were teaching online. With kids in class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids were in class. We're this big figure on the, projected on the screen, okay? And they've never met us in person. And, and yours was a little different, too, because, because I was middle school, I had like an adult had to be in the room. Right. But there was no other adult in the room. You were legit just the only <laughs> adult in the room on a screen. Yeah, the first day or two, um, Duane was there checking in with me also because she knew I was a new teacher. She wanted to make thing, make sure everything was kosher. Um, and then, of course, there's always technological issues. So someone like John Wheel would slide through. Uh, I'd send out the, you know, THIS uh, current staff WeChat and be like, Room 404, we need help. Um, and someone would slide through really quickly. And But other than that, yeah, it was just me on this screen and I never met any of these kids. And it's starting. They're all in masks. They're all in masks, exactly. Um, I let them choose their own seats originally. And of course, <laughs> there was a crew of guys in the very back of the room who, you know, they ruined it for everybody, but that, I digress. So it was it was just interesting because also, God, I'm trying to think of what time I started in the evening. I want to say like eight o'clock because mm -hmm. it was a 12 hour difference and I'm on, I was on the East Coast in Baltimore. <laughs> Shout out to Baltimore. Um, but anyways, so that was crazy and I'm sure it was maybe crazy. What time were you having to start at in the evening? So I think my, I was, a, so I, I'm, I was in Chicago-ish area. Um, so I think I was an hour, an hour after you. Earlier? Is it earlier or after? Um, maybe earlier, because I know when I was in, stuck in LA for a week, that's another story, guys, sorry. Um, <laughs> when I was stuck in LA for a week, I was starting a bit earlier, so I oh, guess okay. maybe you were, you were an hour earlier, but still, you're going till did two. You did you teach fourth period? Most of the time, yeah. And that's, that, was like, time. that was like two in the morning. Uh, 3.15 in the morning. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was a struggle, and, but, and also, so a little context, guys, I'm a new graduate, okay? If any of my students are listening that I never told this to, <laughs> yeah, because I decided not to tell anybody that because I don't think it's going to help. Right. I don't think that would do any good. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, when I was in high school, I had, actually all of my English teachers I had in high school were first year teachers. I had the same really? two teachers twice. So I had them like their first years and then their second or third years. Um, and I didn't hold it against them, but I'm just like, 
people probably question me less if I don't tell them, so I didn't. So it was it was just pretty hectic, and then flying to China in the middle of a vacation. Uh, yeah, we were in the October vacation. Guys, for context, at this school they give us this five-day or six-day or week-long vacation um, in October. And so I'm trying to get to China. And it's really unbelievable that that even happened amidst, among, amidst COVID happening. And I end up getting the wrong COVID test. And I get stuck in L.A. for an extra week. Mm. So that was crazy. And then going to... So hold on. Let's pause there. So you, you get to L.A. It was supposed to be like that day flight continue to Guangzhou. Mm-hmm. And you don't have the right COVID test. <laughs> you have all of your things. That you're bringing to China. Yes. Like, how did this work? Oh, God. So, okay, let's backpedal for a second. So, the holiday we had off for October break was... they really, We have a week off or so, but the Friday and Saturday are the real holiday days. So, the embassy on that Saturday was closed. And so... In f- L.A., too. In L.A., in D.C., okay. just everywhere. Everywhere. And so, I sent... Uh, we had to send documentation that we that we got this vaccine, or not vaccine, that didn't exist then, um, <laughs> that we got this COVID test. And since on Saturday they weren't opened, I didn't hear back until Sunday at around 10 a.m. And my flight, I was transferring through North Carolina and then to L.A. from Baltimore. And I didn't hear until I was, uh, until I was on the way to the airport that, hey, you have the wrong COVID test, or at least your COVID test doesn't say this is the one, right? Okay, um, and so I was panicking, sending emails. I'm like, I think it was the right one. I got the nose swab. They told me it was a PRC test. Blah blah blah. Didn't work. So yeah, like you mentioned, I'm in LA. I've never been west of West Virginia. I've been <laughs> <laughs> I've been north all the way to Canada. I've been south all the way to. Um, Florida and I've been to other countries. I've been to China and Asia before, but I hadn't been west in the US. Um, and so I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And luckily I booked a hotel and the school kind of helped me out as, mo- as best they could, but it was not fun because exactly what you just described. You've got all your stuff, you're moving to China. What are you going to do? Uh, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, good God, I don't even know how to navigate this airport. It's so big. I don't know how to get out of here. But um, anyways, it worked out. It was okay. It was stressful. It was, yeah. So you're, you arrived late, later the week by a week, right? Then yeah, were... about a week later. Yeah, because I got there on a Sunday and then I flew out the next Sunday. Okay. So. And I was there the week after you. Yeah, the week after, or maybe even like three or four days. Didn't you guys fly out on a Friday or something? Or I don't know why I would know that. Anyway. Yeah, I just know you were. It was like your last day in the Beijing hotel was like our first one or two. Oh right, 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 yeah. right, right. That's only that's my only frame of reference there. Yeah. Okay, so you are now a teacher. We had the awesome. We all came during COVID. We all have very interesting stories. Mm-hmm. How was how was your uh, uh, quarantine. I liked quarantine. <laughs> I'm so we had to, to do we had to do two weeks in a Guangzhou hotel. Yes. How was your hotel? My hotel was it surpassed my expectations for sure. Um, 
it was pretty spacious. It's definitely bigger than my apartment in Baltimore. So it was nice. It had a big, I'm trying to remember if it had two beds or just one really big one. It doesn't really matter. It was, it was a nice size bed. Uh, plenty of space for me to work out. I made sure, so I had to get rid of a bunch of stuff trying to come to China to like declutter and just have like, you know, the core essentials. I made sure to bring that yoga mat though. It was a lot of space, a lot of real estate in that bag, but it was so worth it. I was exercising, not as much as your host here, but I was, <laughs> I was still exercising a Which bit. Which I almost brought a yoga mat. And you didn't? And I didn't. So I was working out on like a bath towel. Oh. And it was okay. not as good. Okay, no, I wouldn't imagine because yeah. they're, not, they're not too big. No. Yeah, they were the small ones too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make do with what you got. I mean... When in Guangzhou? Yeah, when in Guangzhou. So yeah, I thought quarantine was nice. I'm also an introverted person for the most part. So like, I mean, I like hanging out with people and it's a good time, but like I can chill by myself and be all right. That was definitely longer than I would have liked to. And towards the end, I was like, all right, let's like, like I was calling, I was calling friends from back home when the timing was appropriate. Had we not been teaching online, it probably would have gone a lot slower. Yeah. But yeah. it wasn't that bad. I ate a lot of vegetables, a lot more than usual. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that was, that was I think I'm like really healthy because it was like a lot of a lot of cabbage. I ate a lot of cabbage. Yeah. Oh yeah, cabbage out the yin yang. <laughs> but like when I got here, there's way less vegetables in Beijing. What the heck? I don't know. Where are all the vegetables at? <laughs> I don't know if it's because it's so dry around here or what, but yeah, that's definitely something I noticed because I was like, all right, that was my first, you know, introduction to China. Aside from a little, I'd been on a little trip here before, but I was like, all right, this is how I'm going to be, you know, big portions of veggies and yeah. some rice and like a little, little meat, maybe some tofu and stuff. Not, not exactly the case. No. Lots of, lots of noodles. Oh, noodles all day, every day. <laughs> uh, all right. So, so you're a teacher. Yes, sir. Did you always want to be a teacher? Like, what's your story? Um, so, no, I did not expect that. Like, if I would, if you asked me in high school, there would, that would, if you asked me list, uh, I don't want to give a crazy number. If you said list your top 20 jobs you want to, you would want to do, I don't, I don't believe teaching would have been on there. What was, like, the top two? Like, what would you have told So, somebody? I didn't. And this wasn't because of like passion. Okay, so I did want to be a video editor at some point. Hmm. The thing I just said not about being passionate, that was about passion, that was related to something that I'm about to say. Okay. I, was, I was interested in video production and editing, but I didn't really see that as a realistic thing to do. I thought, you know, as like a chosen few get to do stuff like that. Um, in retrospect, that's not actually the case, but I just didn't know. I'm from Westminster, Maryland, which is a little town. It's like a, on the outskirts of a suburb. It's like 15 minutes from a Baltimore suburb. Mm. So, you know, not too much in terms of film industry things going on there. Um, and the reason I was interested in that is my high school, I'm sure your high school has something like this. Um, we called it the Career and Technology Center. A lot of places they call it like Votech. Um, where you learn a trade or something you can, but I found out they had video production class. I was like, all right, let's go. Cause it was like all day. It was my senior year, I think, or maybe my junior year. I think it was my senior year. And I was like, all right, cool. We had career, ours is called career center. Career, 
It was career very, center, very yeah, career to the point. day, yeah. very straightforward in <laughs> Illinois. Um, but uh, yeah, so that that was good. I mainly did it for fun, to be completely honest, and it was super fun. But so saying that I wanted to do that as a career is kind of like I I thought that would be cool, but I didn't think it was realistic, so I didn't pursue it like that. Um. <laughs> We're having a podcast. Oh, dude. It's going to be online sometime. <laughs> that was but, Mr. Wheel. I'm uh, going to interview him at some point. Oh, God. I can't <clears> wait <throat> for that one. No, I can't wait for that. Anyways, um, so I took that. And so I, I didn't think I was going to go to college or anything. Um, not because I thought I was dumb, but I just didn't really have the desire to do that. I didn't like... I didn't hate school or anything. I wasn't one of those kids, and I wasn't like a bad kid i just didn't i didn't apply myself Mm. as they would say um i didn't really care because i was like i was too worried and like outside of school and all that type of stuff um so my second choice probably i wanted to be an electrician not that's what i was talking about when i not out of passion for electricity and knowing how it works i was just like okay you don't have to well you unbeknownst to me you do have to go to school for that you just get the job and then they send you to school um you know i was like okay that's a trade everyone has electricity you know so that's going to be in demand etc etc it seemed like it would work and i actually pursued that a decent bit i i really so i almost i applied to get into the local electricians union uh in baltimore which like if you get in there you're pretty much set you know you do your apprenticeship and a journeyman eventually they go to school you make good money all that crap and uh i got i did really well on the entrance exams i got an interview and at the second interview i just screwed up somehow i said i they found they figured out that this kid doesn't really care about being an electrician too much because i remember specifically i'm sitting at this big long table with all these old guys not old but like 50 maybe 60 year old guys who are the head honchos in the union, and they're like, so why do you want to be an electrician? I'm like, uh, job security. <laughs> or something, like, they call me so off guard with that question, which is, like, pretty pathetic, but I hadn't really thought of it aside from, like, making money and having a job, so that's what I was leaning towards. So here's a, I mean, this is going to sound really bad. Sure. But do you think anybody's like super passionate about being an electrician? <laughs> I don't. None of the guy, none of the guys I know that do it are. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe that's just the excuse I'm using for them not hiring me. Um, yeah. I'm not totally sure, but uh, you know, had I perhaps conducted myself differently in the interview, the trajectory would be quite different. Yeah. So. For sure. So okay, so you didn't become an electrician. Did not. So then you're at a point. This was your plan. What's next? Like, what happened? Uh, let's see the general timeline. Uh, well, I don't know where I was working at that time. I think I was 18 or 19 or something. Um, and so I've worked a lot of, like, little dinky little jobs. <laughs> I like calling them dinky little jobs because it's just like, oh, I got this job and I keep it for, like, six months. And then I'm like, this kind of sucks. I'm going to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, Pizza Hut. For example, the suit factory in Westminster, their claim to fame is that they uh, 
They made the suits for Men in Black 3. Oh. And some the third people, one. The third one that no one watched. <laughs> that I haven't seen and I worked there. Um, and there are some people, I mean, this is kind of sad in all honesty, but they like, maybe it's a stretch to say their prized possession, but they were very proud that they like had a little trimming from, you know, Will Smith's suit from that. Mm. Like some little scraps from yeah. when they were making it. So I was working there, you know, because basically my philosophy was kind of like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I need to do something. Um, some of my friends work at these different places, so I'll get a job there. And I wasn't, this changed eventually, but I wasn't going to just go to college to figure it out mm. because no one was going to be backing me financially, like at all. And not that my parents wouldn't if they had the money, but they're just not, we're not poor, but they don't have, they ain't got it like that. That's okay. <laughs> what did what did your or what do your parents do? Um, so my mom works for FedEx and she's been doing that forever. She's finally about to retire in September, which is awesome. Assuming that things stay stay good. Um, but yeah, my mom does that. My dad. So when I was younger, well, he's what they call a tool and die maker. If you don't know what that is, it means you use machines and you make different like parts. Uh, you you or not machine. You could say machines, but like you use computer, you like program things in computers to like design parts for like cars or like whatever. I don't exactly know. It's kind of advanced, but uh, for me, it's advanced for me. Um, so you make tools and you make you make things. I don't know. Yeah. You make things. He he got into that though before like computers did it, right? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, so I assume it originally, I mean, I, this sounds bad, I never really asked him, like, that, that much about it, but, yeah, you use a machine and you'll make a tool or something, or you make a part for a machine, like a die is something, it's called tool and die maker, a die is something that, like, is like a pivotal part of some sort of machine, that's about the extent of my knowledge about it, but he kind of, so he never went to college, um, and for a long time he was working at what he referred to as the bumper factory. <laughs> they made bumpers for Jeeps, but he was like this like specialized, like he was like the one guy that could do this one thing at this big factory. So it was like a little bit better than just like a regular like assembly line worker, like a little more specialized. Um, nice. But now he then he moved on. He somehow from that jumped up and got a job for NASA, um, which is pretty crazy. And he worked there. Or wait, did he go to Hopkins? I can't remember the order. I think he got a job with Hopkins because uh, one of his really good friends works there. Hop Johns Hopkins Applied Physics Lab. And then he went to NASA. And then he went back to Hopkins. And that's where he's at, chilling probably forever. Um, so not bad. Yeah. You know, not nice. bad. Um, and yeah, my mom, FedEx. Nice. So you college wasn't an option. It wasn't for the for the time. For the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then so let's see. I was working I worked at the suit factory that I just mentioned. I worked at the we could call it the tape factory for all intents and purposes. That I worked there for like a year and a half and they had um they just made adhesive products. Doesn't sound too fun, does it? They made adhesive products. They made products related to adhesive. So one thing they had me working so on... So you were adhesive adjacent. <laughs> essentially, yeah. <laughs> adhesive adjacent. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Like one thing they had me working on, which was just... 
These factory jobs, guys, they are mind-numbing for sure. They had me working on a, this thing. It looked like a big clear Band-Aid, and it was for women who got a C-section. They had the C-section scar. It was to like remove the scar, but it's like all day you're just putting together these little packets with them in there and like putting these stickers on a packet and like, oh God, it's bad memories, very bad memories. <laughs> so, uh, and I was working second shift from like 3 p.m. to like 11, so, you know. But it was valuable in retrospect just because like, I knew I didn't want to keep doing that crap. Right. For sure. I think, I think that's actually important. I think everyone has to do a job that they don't really like to do. Oh yeah. So that you know that you need to work hard. Oh yeah. Do you, have, do you have any of these jobs? I worked at a gas station. Okay. And I, yeah, that was a job that like, it's a thankless job. You're pretty much just selling like cigarettes to old people. Sure. And children. <laughs> and Catch a kid stealing some candy or something, yeah. kick them out for the fifth time. Yeah. So that, I knew that I wasn't making any money doing that and I knew that that would be a bad life job. Sure. So. For sure. It gave me, gave me the motivation to to do something that I liked. Was that during high school? Uh, it was actually during when I was in college. Oh, gotcha, So I did gotcha. it to pay for college. Yeah, and also you're doing that during college. It's like, all right, I can't drop out. Right. No, <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. hard, but I can't drop out. Became, this, is all, this is all I got. Became you know? real. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I tell students that a lot. I mean, like, this uh, demographic that we're working with, like, I know they're not going to do this, but I'm like, guys, I always tell them that I worked at Pizza Hut, and they always laugh at me, but, like, not not really, but they just chuckle, and it's like, guys, there's something very valuable about working at some job that just is, you know, crap. Yeah. Um, no offense to anyone at, at that fine establishment. <laughs> it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's, um, so that was a one factory. How many factory jobs did you work? Just two. two. I worked at the, the tape factory. Their slogan, this is pretty hilarious. Their slogan was, more than tape. That was their catchphrase. It said that on their t-shirt, on all their advertisements. It's more than tape. Mm. All right. So they were making a lot of things for the company. They got sick of that. Oh, you make tape. No. Yeah, we, we moved more on. More than tape. We've moved on. They actually, one thing that was cool that they had me doing towards the end of that job before I quit was... Um, working on this like laser machine you'd like design it on adobe illustrator and they would like cut out pieces of plastic it was pretty cool we carved <laughs> this is on on the clock but this guy brian that i was working with he was an older guy who was like training me on it and we, i guess there wasn't that much work to do or something or we just didn't care but we started like engraving patterns on the back of my phone and stuff it was pretty tricked out that's cool yeah, I had the iPhone 5C, if you remember that one, that was like plastic. Mm -hmm. The green one, yeah. Wrote my name on the back with the peace sign. <laughs> and we made guitar picks and stuff. It was pretty sweet. Nice. But the rest of it, that was only a very small percentage of it. Yeah. But, um, so moving along from there, um, eventually, I'm just kind of like, <sighs> getting a little sick and tired of all this, all this crap really is how I'm feeling. I'm like, um, like this is not going anywhere. I was still trying to get jobs being an electrician, but no one would hire, they like, no one would even hire me as a helper. And it's because they wanted someone with experience and I just didn't have it. And I'm not like a handyman. It wouldn't have been a good fit had they hired me to be <laughs> honest. Cause like, I know how those guys, all my friends, like I know how they work together and stuff. And it's just like super, 
typically super like macho and like just talking crap to each other all day and it's just not it's not my scene i'm not a huge physical labor type of person but i like exercising though i'm healthy <laughs> i like how you fuck <laughs> i'm that stuff just gets to me because I've done land, little landscaping odd jobs and stuff and I'm like, man, I feel like I'm going to die and I did this for one day. Yeah. But uh, anyways. So how many years of like the dinky jobs? Um, if you're not, if you're including after high school, it would be, uh, t- well, before actually starting any college, it would be, uh, so I started school at community college this, my birthday is March 31st, and I started this spring when I was turning 21. So, like, two, almost three years yeah. um, of just chilling, you know. Um, I was enjoying myself, but I was kind of, it was like a path to nowhere type of situation. In my, for me, like, yeah. I needed more, let's right. say that. Yeah. Um, and then, so I'm finally like, all right, whatever. What's it gonna hurt if I take like two classes at school? Cause I'm sure I'm really trying to figure something out. This isn't working. Um, and so I do, I enroll in, you know, English 101 and like math, whatever the heck, you know, it wasn't even college level. It was like the like 096 or, you know, the remedial thing, yeah. which is fine. Cause I've been out of school a while and I'm like, all right. And so I'm still working at the tape factory still trucking and it was super super hard it was super super hard but because um, i was working full time but i was like i'm just gonna keep doing this and see what happens because you know there wasn't much else going for me um, like i wasn't i was never making enough money like i was never going on like any vacations or anything it was just like this kind of like cycle of just like get a paycheck and like try to have some fun and then uh, then eventually that's gone and then we're back it's just a cycle like never saving money just being kind of stupid uh, to be 100% honest um, then eventually so I went into school with no idea what I wanted to do I had a vague idea that came to me in a dream that's it's laughable at this point not laughable because it would be an awesome job but it's laughable <laughs> that this was like part of my inspiration for starting school I had this crazy dream one night that I was just like I was in Africa and I was like, it was like one of those dreams where you're kind of flying, like if you've ever had one of those dreams, but I was like flying, but I was like watching like tigers, which tigers aren't even in Africa, I'm pretty sure. There's like tigers and lions like prancing around and stuff. And I was like basically like in the Lion King and I was just like, man, I want to be one of those people that studies animals, like out in the wilderness and you sit there with binoculars and like, it's clearly very idealistic version of that. Okay, so this is funny. So, I was I was interviewing uh, Nate and talking to Katie later. Oh, okay. And they, or Nate at least for sure, and I think Katie said something later. Also wanted to do that. I've always wanted to do that. Nice. What it, What is it about like our group? I feel like we are very all very similar. We came in the middle of COVID. Uh huh. Where there's like something there, something there Something's that connects us with on. like. Something, something animals yeah so you you have this dream you wanted to study animals yeah and i guess that was just like the straw that broke the camel's back because you know for if you're just like chilling and not really doing anything productive for two and a half years like or almost three and all of your other friends are like about to or not all okay not all of my other friends 
Oh, my, my friends are doing crazy stuff also. Um, they're just being hooligans. Okay. <laughs> we're going to leave that be, but I was, you know, things were a little crazy. Let's just say things were a little crazy. I was having a lot of fun, um, but also not being productive. And a lot of my friends were doing the same thing, not being super productive, which productive isn't re- doesn't really matter. It's what you want to do, but it wasn't working for me. And like just my crew was a lot of people that were trying to do like that same thing. They weren't really going to college. Maybe they were going to community college, a class or two, and then they said, oh, this isn't for me. But I digress. So I'm there, and I remember one day in one of my classes, one of my first classes, they're like, so what's ever, you know, you do the icebreakers at the beginning, and they're like, so what's everyone want to do? And I'm just like, for one, I'm like three years older than all these kids. And... (laughs) Uh, everyone's going around. They've got some like legit thing they want to do, like like concrete, more concrete. Like I didn't even know that they asked me, and I'm like, I want to be the guy that goes into the wild and studies animals. And like, <laughs> did I you guess say that for real? Something along those lines. I was like, I don't exactly know what it's called. I love this. Yeah, <laughs> just like YOLO, you know. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a great job. Yeah, it does. And I mean, I guess it's called zoology. I assume that's what it is. But um, the teacher's like, yeah, I don't know what that's called either. My advisor didn't know what that was called either. Okay, no one knew that it's probably being a zoologist, I guess. Um, Field researcher. Right. Something along the lines. Right. That's what I said and whatever. So I'm doing that. And I did, like, I adjusted to college fairly well, except. I legitimately, for okay, this is funny from my first, I don't know if it's, it was English 101, because English 102 was an important class for me. Remember in English 101, I legitimately thought I had developed some sort of like learning disability or something. I was like, I've been out of school for a while, and I haven't really tried in school, like, prior, like, I haven't really tried in school for a long time, and so he's having us try and write stuff, and I'm just like... Yeah, I got learning discipline. Like, I can't write. Like, I know how to write and spell, but I was like, I can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. He's telling us to write, and, like, even my one of my buddies was in the class. I was like, freaking Ryan's writing stuff, like, a bunch, and I can't write anything. Like, what the heck? Uh, anyways, but, uh, so that's one reason why my, my students sometimes think it's stupid. Um, but at the beginning of class every day, we write something that's related to what we read, but then kind of related to your life. And like one we did today that like sometimes we're like, you can tell they just think it's kind of stupid. It's like, like today it was like, uh, in the story we read, this lady is holding a grudge against someone for like years and years and years. And the one for today was like, for five minutes, write about why, uh, do you think it's ever worth it to hold a grudge? Blah, 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 blah. And sometimes they think it's stupid, but just keeping up that practice of just writing for a sustained amount of time every day, I think it's valuable. Okay, and so I'm in this English one-on-one class. I'm like, dang, I screwed up. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, school wasn't like, it was really hard, but like I got over that. I got over that. Um, And then so fast forward a couple more semesters because I was just taking two classes at a time and working full time. And I just wasn't cutting it. Um, It was too crazy. So I quit the tape factory. So, bye guys. And they tried to get me back. They, they kept calling, but I said no. And then I got, 
I guess maybe I worked at three factory. You could consider this greenhouse a factory because they yeah. had this big assembly line that they didn't they didn't keep me on it because I'm too slow. <laughs> There's a big assembly line. You have to work really quick. So they say you can go in the greenhouse and like pot plants. And Anyways, uh, wait so no, you, that was before the tape factory. You potted plants. Potted plants and like carry them around and put them on the like you like put them on these like conveyor type. Basically, you put them all on these like hanging. Oh God, I'm trying to think of what you call it. Hanging from like close to the ceiling, you like take them with this long pole and like lift it and you put it all the way up there so then they're like closer to the sun. And I guess the more they've grown, you like lower them. You like it's some like weird rotation. Interesting. That was actually before the tape factory. Okay. Sorry, but I because I, I quit that job, I, wa- I left that job at lunchtime and never came back except to get my paycheck. Sorry guys, <laughs> but it sucked. But because um, they call, because they, because I got a call back from the tape factory, and they were like, "You're in." And I was like, "All right, peace." Gone without a trace. <laughs> anyway, so I digress. <laughs> so after the tape factory, what did you do? Um, then I got a job at Pizza Hut. Okay. Okay, and that's what so I. So you're in community college, mm-hmm. and you're working at Pizza Hut. I'm working at Pizza Hut and I'm taking another class. I, w- I went from like one or two semesters doing two classes, then I boosted up to three classes. Um, and then eventually, I'm not exactly sure what the catalyst was for this, but I eventually quit. Well, you know, working at Pizza Hut sucked. That was probably the catalyst. But <laughs> it sounds like I'm complaining. Maybe it's me. If all the jobs sucked, it was probably me and my attitude, but you know, they sucked. So, um, and then I got a. Oh, the main catalyst also was my buddy George was working for this valet company um, in Baltimore. And I was like, and he's telling me, yeah, you come home with this big, big wad of cash every day and it's not taxed. And I hope the IRS isn't listening to this, but uh, <laughs> it's not taxed. Um, and yeah, you make a lot more money. And so I started doing that. And it was just like two nights a week and I make more than I would make in like two weeks at Pizza Hut mm-hmm. for like two nights. So I was doing that. And then that carried me through all the way through college. Uh, let me talk about, so do you want to know, like when, when did, it, Scott, when did you decide to become a teacher? Do you want to know that? Yes, that'd be a great, great question. <laughs> Let's go right. with that one. All right, so this is, because I mentioned, I alluded to English 102 class. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I was in there, and I still didn't know what I wanted to do, but I always, so I've always liked reading, and to a certain extent, I started liking writing essays for some reason, even though it's hard work, I started liking to write essays. And so I was just in this class, and there wasn't anything particularly significant about this day, but I was just in there, and we were talking about this book we read. I don't remember what book it was. It wasn't like... It was some random book. It wasn't like a classic book or anything. Um, and we were just talking about it and, you know, people were laughing and we were having fun. And the teacher looked like she was having a lot of fun. I was like, I just kind of had an epiphany. Like, that sounds corny. Um, but I was like, I see myself doing that. Um, and so that's what I decided and I stuck with that until now. And I don't regret it. Yeah. So, so did you get... So, okay, so usually community college, you can end two years with, like, an associate's, mm-hmm. and then you'd have to do some sort of extra for teaching. Yeah, so the way it worked for me, um, my, so I actually didn't initially graduate with an associate's degree. I had my 60 credits, which yeah, is... I don't, I don't think I ever got mine either. 
because I went to community college for two years as well. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. I um, so the way it worked for me, I was I had my sixty credits and I was ready to transfer to Towson, which is like the that's the university I went to, and they're like, yeah, by the way, you're not getting that associates because you didn't take this little computer class. I'm like, oh, well then, I'm not getting associates. Peace. Um, although I would have stayed, I liked that school a lot. Um, I would have stayed if I could have gotten my whole degree there, but I couldn't. So they actually, this was really actually admirable. So I was at Towson and I took that prerequisite because it was some technology computer class or whatever. And somehow this college emailed me at, so the community college about Baltimore County, they emailed me at my Towson email address and said, hey, if, maybe they do this for everyone, I don't know, but they were like, if you don't have your associate's degree, send us your transcript and you can get like a retroactive <laughs> associate's degree. So I got that degree. I never actually got the degree physically. They sent it to my old, the old place I was living and I just, I was, I had moved to Baltimore and the old place I was living was in Owings Mills, which is like a suburb of Baltimore. And, um, that's the town that I said Westminster, my hometown is like a suburb of. Mm. Like a suburb? Okay, so yeah, there's a hierarchy. Um, <laughs> and I just never felt like going to Owings Mills to get my degree. So it, this was like four or five years. I don't know how long ago it was, but it's still there. That's funny. Um, unless Miss Judy got rid of it, which I wouldn't blame her for doing that, because who cares? It's not really worth anything to me. No. I, don't, I don't even put it on a resume, because like, who cares? Like, yeah, we know you got it. <laughs> at, yeah, at some point, it doesn't. Yeah, but anyways, um, God, what was the question? So you, you found out that you wanted to be a teacher in that moment. Yeah. And then you went to the four-year university to finish up. Yeah. And then you got... But you did like a full year student teaching? Um, sort of. So basically, I was on track at, at Towson. Towson's where Michael Phelps is from, FYI. Okay. Wow. Okay. He didn't go to Towson University, I think, but he's from, he's from around all right um just it's like it's right outside like baltimore ends and it becomes towson on like one side um anyways so i was go i was on track to be a secondary education major and focused on english and i find out close to my i don't know if it was my junior year but it was around there they're like hey um you're gonna have to stay extra year because secondary education is like all these classes you need to take and you're just not gonna do it you're not gonna be able to do it. Um, and it was like a whole like full year, like full load type of deal. I was like, crap, that's gar that's a load of garbage. I don't. But you know, I would have had to do what I had to do. But then my uh, and that was if I did a secondary education bachelor's degree. But then my advisor was awesome, Dr. Hovind. He's the man. Um, he uh, I need to send him an email. But um, yeah, he's awesome. But uh, he said. If you want, you could be a liter English literature bachelor's degree, and then there's a one-year master's in teaching you can do. It starts in the summer, and you just go straight through the whole year, and you graduate the following May. You start in June, you finish in May. Um, you student teach in the fall and in the spring, and you get that thing done with, and then you've also got your master's. Obviously, it's more expensive, but whatever. Um, so, yeah. Because I already had taken out student loans and stuff. I'm like, whatever, I'll take out some more. Whatever. Because I was already going to do the deal where you like pay 10% of your income and like whatever, pay it off eventually. Eventually they forget it. Some, something like that. So I was like, who cares? I'll take out a little bit more money. Because, uh, you know, 
it is what it is. Um, and it was worth it because I'm like, all right, don't have to go back to school. Awesome. Yeah. Um, not that you don't, you're not like required to get a master's if you're a teacher. No. But, I don't have mine. It wasn't, it wasn't beneficial enough in Chicago. It probably would be beneficial here. Mm. But pay wise, it's not, it, it wasn't where I was. It's not that they give you a, a nice little bit extra here, but it's not like it's not like it's paying for the master. Right, right. Uh-huh. No, so it's just a lot of work. Mine was actually easier than undergrad by far, except for like I'm sure you remember from doing student teaching. They make you do all these like super detailed lesson plans, yeah. and then they watch you, and they're like really critical right. and blah 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 blah. So that part wasn't fun. It's hard in different ways for me than undergrad was, but the coursework. Um, I was an English major like I know how to write a bunch of a lot I turn like a little bit into a lot and then it just goes and it is what it what it is perhaps I'm better at actually doing it than teaching it to people but I'm working on it so um, yeah so that happened and so I graduated eventually my last year I quit that valet job because I was just trying to focus on school and it was just too hard so I was like whatever I'm just gonna buckle down and do this and so it was just school for my last year or maybe year and a half, which was, you know, I was super lucky to be able to do that. But then I, three days after I walked the stage for my graduation, literally, I walked the stage on a Friday and then that Monday, it's like, all right, full-time grad school, let's go. Mm-hmm. And like grad school sounds way crazier than it actually is uh, for me, for that. I know like if you're doing something like physics, it's probably way different, but yeah, yeah. education, uh, you know, those classes are easy for the most part, I think. Yeah. Personally. So you did, okay, so you, you student teach, mm-hmm. you did some of it online because COVID hit. Yeah, so my first semester in the fall was, well, they were both in Baltimore County. The first was at a middle school, and that was part-time, two days a week, which was fine. And then, so we didn't do it. We didn't have our internship over the winter break. And then we started in January, like, the second internships aligned with, like, you know, spring semester starting. And... That was the full-time one. That was at a high school. And we went from about January, whatever, until mid-March. Or maybe it was even... Maybe it's the end of January. I don't remember. But, yeah, so not that much time. Like a month and a half, two months or something. Full, But it was full-time. And, I, yeah, COVID kind of screwed that up. Uh, you know, we went online. And from there on, it was like the internship's a joke. Right. To me and to everybody else. Yeah. They... Well, teaching was hard. Like, <clears throat> the first, I remember the first uh, month, mm-hmm. probably, we weren't even allowed to, to give grades. Okay. Because kids didn't have computers. Mm-hmm. And so if kids, we couldn't, like, have, like, a disparity, you know? So, like, oh. you, you couldn't fail a kid because he didn't have a computer because that's not his fault or her fault, you know? Right. And so then, but what happened was my kids just all stopped working because... There's no grade. No grade. Let's play, <laughs> let's play Fortnite. Right. <laughs> so yeah. it wasn't until like later. I mean, but even after that, it was, yeah. So did, did COVID they, was interesting. In Chicago, did they try the thing where they just like, like, okay, these kids have a computer so they can do this work. But like everyone else, we can give you this packet. Like come to school and we give you this giant packet. So they had that, but then they didn't want to like have people come to school because like it was COVID. like the heyday of COVID, you know. And so they ended up passing out computers. 
And they were like sanitized everything, and they were like in bins outside, and they did this whole thing. There were there was an option for packets, but I think they tried to make like shy away from that as an option. Mm-hmm. I see, I see. Yeah, uh, Baltimore County. They it was kind of like I think they weren't giving grades at first. But it was also like it was. I mean, in a way, kind of nice for the teachers. It, for the first like month or two, or however long, it was like, hey. The curriculum people are making, like, if you're teaching 11th grade English or 10th grade, like, this is what you're giving everybody. Mm. And you can help. You can give some, like, instructions. But, like, every student's doing this. So, here you go. And so, like, in a sense, like, that's pretty nice, you know? Yeah, that was, yeah. But, uh... We were, we were writing poetry by the end of that. Oh. And it was just, man, it was... <clears throat> it wasn't the best education. Yeah, <laughs> no one got that. That wasn't the peak of anyone's education. No. I hope not. Unless It'll be interesting can... to see what ramifications it all actually has. Oh, they're devastating. Because Chicago, like, just went back. Hmm. And okay. not everyone's back. Like, that, they, like teachers, some teachers didn't want to come back. Some students didn't want to come back. Mm-hmm. So they're, like, in a hybrid summer back, summer online thing. Is it like is it like the kid the kids that want to be in class are in class and then the other ones are like logged on to yeah. teams or something? Yeah, that's stressful. I feel so. I'm sure you feel the same way. Like so lucky you like came out here when you did. Yeah, like for those that don't aren't aware, COVID doesn't exist in China. Yeah, it really doesn't though. Like, yeah, it's get... not some myth, guys. It's not yeah. some myth. They publish. They're like I feel like they're really proud of publishing. Like hey, we got a case. Yeah. Uh, which hasn't in Beijing. I think it's been like a two hundred days, or at it's least in Haidian. We're in Haidian district. Yeah, I think it's been like I'm pretty sure like over two hundred days or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've been. But and it was like like thirty thousand a day in America. <laughs> in, in, it was no. It was like two hundred thousand a day. Oh, it was like thirty thousand in Iowa. So it's just. Oh yeah. yeah. Iowa alone. Yeah. yeah crazy you fact check it so I'm not actually sure but. yeah it was a lot it's a lot. a lot it's a little here yeah. <laughs> but um yeah so we've been, we've only had to go online how long were we online for two weeks two weeks yeah two weeks which I went into that and I was like oh crap we're online again and by the end I was like dang I don't want to go back in person I had a good work I had a good uh, workout routine going for sure I bet you did yeah. In between classes, Josh did like five thousand pull-ups in the last month. FYI, guys. Fun fact. I'm at six thousand now. Six thousand. Okay, I did like thirty-six, but that's good. You did thirty-six though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> okay, so um, <clears throat> what's your plan? So this is your first time teaching. Yeah. So and you're in China. Oh. oh. Yeah, we'll go let's, wherever let's you, back it up a little bit, actually. Yeah. So, uh, check it out. Let's rewind to 2020, March 2020. Okay. Um, right when we went online. So, my original plan was... So, my girlfriend... I have a girlfriend who's back in the U.S. right now, stuck. Um, so, she lived in New York City for about eight year, eight-ish years. She went to NYU and then worked in the film industry for four or five years after that, um, after she graduated. She wanted to move back there. And I was like, all right, whatever, cool, because Baltimore is like getting tiring for me. I don't really want to work. I'm really not trying to work in Baltimore City because I've just heard, I've known people that have done it, and it's, it, for, the, for the most part, it's pretty difficult. Let's just say that. It's pretty difficult. Um, 
and I I don't have the thickest skin. I just didn't see it working. Um, I didn't see it working. In Baltimore County, I would have done it, but I was just looking for a change. So I was like, all right, New York City, that could be cool. So I went through like all the hoops to get certified out there, and that's actually still pending oh, really? right now. Thing I keep screwing up and not having something proper for the application, but that's pending, and then I'm eventually going to transfer elsewhere. But that was the plan, and I tried applying to schools there, um, but it's March, and COVID just got real crazy. School went online everywhere. Um, and they just did a hiring freeze. Like, there were no vacancies. And all of New York City, I saw, like, sit, there was, like, six. And there's, you know, a billion schools out there. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm feeling nervous. It's March. I was thinking I was going to have a job. For some reason, I thought I was going to have a job by then um, when no one else did. I don't know what things are normally like during a normal year, but... I didn't get my job until the summer. Summer. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well, I don't like waiting. No, I, was, <laughs> I, I didn't know how it worked either. And I was like... Oh. Somebody want to hire me? Yeah. <laughs> right, like you were feeling. You said you went so you actually. Went I walked. To I walked door to door. Yeah, to schools and was like, "Are you hiring?" No, okay. <laughs> they don't make them like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm just like, oh crap, like, like I would be so nervous and stressed if I didn't have a job. So I was like, so I always wanted. As soon as, all right, when I decided I wanted to be a teacher, I didn't know that you could teach abroad. Um, my mom actually was the one that told me that she didn't tell me about international schools she told me about um, she just told me about oh I heard you can teach English in China and make a hundred thousand dollars a year where she got that number I don't know Um, that apparently wasn't true (laughs) unless you're at web or something like that maybe you can web is like the big paying school in Beijing (laughs) you guys can hire me if you want (laughs) sorry Tsinghua but hit hit me up (laughs) anyways um so I was, my mom like planted that that was before I was even in college she was like you can she's probably like Scott needs to figure something out go to China and make a hundred thousand bucks so I was in school planning on just being a regular regular old teacher you know which is fine but then as soon as I heard somehow or another that you could be a international teacher and like legit like any country pretty much I was like alright boom we're set let's go um and what solidified it even more was like during, so I was working this valet job during school and I was lucky enough to be able to like stash some money away. And my girlfriend, she had traveled, she had been to India and Vietnam and a bunch of other countries like in Europe, but she had been, she, she was telling me about how Asia is, you know, really affordable for someone from the U.S. to travel. So we went out there. Uh, we went on two trips out there, and I was like, I can see myself doing this, you know. Um, so it's Mar- fast forward. It's March. That like solidified me wanting to teach abroad was like actually traveling. Because like I said, guys, I haven't been west of West Virginia. And so then, but send like that, and then the China trip wasn't that wasn't that uh, early. That was like late late in the game too, right? It was pretty late in the game. I think it was like, I want to say 2018. It was like a big like year and a half of like traveling a lot. So we went like for like a month to Thailand and Cambodia, a month or like three weeks or so um, in like 2018, like winter break. And then that summer we went to Iceland for a couple weeks for longer than we should have. Honestly, it was because it's too expensive. And then that following, I guess 2019 and 
2018 into 2019 maybe or like like early 2019 we went to china and vietnam and very very briefly malaysia for like two days which doesn't really count but it's still been there so <laughs> and the f food was really good but um yeah so i was like i can see myself doing this and i was just getting jaded with the u.s kind of like I've been broke for so long, more or less, and I was just kind of like, I don't like driving. <laughs> like, there's just a lot of different, there's some, like, really dumb reasons, but it's true. Like, I just didn't see myself being able to, like, well, let's just put it this way. There was an experience component. Like, I felt like, for some reason, like, more, like, free and less stressed when I was traveling. Well, of course, because you're on vacation. But um, I was just, like... I feel really stressed in the U.S. all the time, and I feel, like, really jaded. Um, and I just, I felt like it would be a good option. I was getting jaded. I wanted to change, and so, and just, I mean, there's so many different, on so many different levels. I feel like teaching abroad, like, is really awesome. Like, you get paid really nicely. You are in a different culture. You can have a lot of different, a lot of fun, and you can also travel around a lot easier if it's a normal year so and learn another language perhaps josh and i are working on our chinese mm -hmm. it's hard but well, we're well booming by <laughs> yeah <laughs> means um, i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> um so uh god i don't even know where i was going with that to be honest <clears throat> no it's good because i, we, I didn't i wanted we needed to know how you got international teaching oh oh i didn't so <laughs> I remember where I was going with that. So it's 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 March 2020, and I'm like, crap, I don't have a job yet. Not that any of my classmates did, but I was like, all right, oh yeah, I was gonna get two years experience. I didn't want to, I didn't really want to live in New York. I would if I was rich, and uh, probably if I didn't have to teach there. To be 100 percent honest, because um, it sounds like it's a real mixed bag there, as I think it is in like any public school system. It's a mixed bag. And just, uh, uh, I didn't really want to, but I was like, I'll do it, whatever. Because um, I was, as soon as I heard that you could teach abroad, I was like, that's what I want to do. But I'd heard it recommended. Um, and most job jobs would say, you need two years of experience. And I think that this job, when I applied to THIS, I think it said that, but I said, screw it, whatever. I'm going to yeah. try. Yeah. So um, I decided I'm going to just cast my net as wide as possible. I also applied to like Colorado and Seattle. And I was like, I'm just going to apply. Uh, and so I signed up for this website to a job search website and I find out that three days later or four days later or something there it's an international teaching job search database website whatever um, if they pay me I'll mention it in a future episode <laughs> anyways um, and I'm like all right I'll, I'll try this and so I make this account it's not even complete like it told me that employers can't see, they said your profile is incomplete, so employers can't see your profile. Because I didn't have my confidential references, and it was going to take a little while to get that. But I find out in like three or four days after I made this account, uh, there's going to be an online job fair. I'm like, all right, whatever. What do I have to lose? And so I go there. There's not a lot of jobs that are actually looking that, uh, that nice to me, to be honest. There's like... A bunch in the Middle East, which I'm not like soup like Kuwait and stuff, which like I don't know. When was this? Was this? This was March, and it was in Shanghai. It was through Shanghai. I want to say it was through. I don't know actually. 
I want to. I think it was. I want to say it was through London. Okay. I don't know. I went through to the Shanghai one. I think that might have been later. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't even think. I don't know if it was associated with a specific mm. location. It was just like the March Fair. Gotcha. March Virtual Fair. And I was like, all right. Um, and so I went, and like I'd been doing my research for a while. I was like, cause like I got on some websites. I'm trying to figure out. All right, this school looks nice. This I have. I have a little like. Word document where I'm like country and then like these schools sound like they're decent based on what I'm reading and you know reviews of people that worked there and things like this and THIS was actually on that list because um, there's a lot of schools that get really really bad rap online um, and it's probably disgruntled teachers they're the ones you know same with Yelp like a lot of times the people that are pissed are the ones that are going to write the review right. but this one actually had good reviews and so I recognized the name and I was like Alright, I'll try. And it was actually pretty funny because, uh, little known fact, guys, there's a partner or a sister school called THSI. And I, so on this virtual web, on this virtual fair, you like, it's a chat room at first and you have to give your little spiel and they decide if they want to interview you, but like everyone can see it. And I sent this spiel to THSI that I didn't actually want to work. They were like, alright, uh, they were like, all right, we'll get back to you later. And I was, or maybe they wanted to interview me or something. And I, which just sounds very arrogant. I don't think they wanted to interview me. But I think right after I sent it, I was like, actually, I didn't mean to apply for this score. I meant to apply for the other one. Um, That's funny. And yeah, so I applied. Um, and I didn't expect to even hear anything. I was just like, look, I'm a student teacher, blah, blah, blah. Uh, my profile is not complete. I just made it. I don't, and I was like, God, if they, if anyone bites, like, you know, that's going to be crazy. Yeah. And they did. And the one school that, like, I, I only sent a message to, like, four or five schools because that's all I was interested in. Um, and Maxine, who's the old, she just retired, the old principal, she got back to me. And she's like, yeah, let's do an interview at this time. I'm like, wow, that's crazy because... Of all the schools, like I don't even know if there were if I knew anything about the other schools I applied to, but I actually knew this one was one of the rare ones that I'd seen good reviews for. So I was like, "All right, that's crazy." And so I'm like real nervous, and um, the there is some connection issue with trying to like do our little Skype meeting or whatever. I was like, "Crap, this isn't even gonna happen," but it did. And so Maxine's interviewing me. And it basically, it was pretty crazy. It was an hour and a half long interview. Um, and it just turned into us talking, kind of. But I was like, all right, that's what's up. And then they gave me a job offer like a week later. And I was the first one in my class to get a job, my cohort to get a job offer. And like, yeah. everyone's thinking I'm a little crazy because I'm going to China. I was like, guys, have you talked to anyone that's in China right now? Like, it's apparently decent there, or at least better. I mean, I had that all the way till we left. Probably still, if I talk to those people. Yeah, like, yeah. China? Yeah, how are you alive? You yeah. Know? Are you sure? Right, yeah. exactly. And guys, it's pretty nice here. It's nice. It's been great. It's, it's not China's what been you great. Think. China's been great to me. I, I've got no complaints. I've yeah. got no complaints that are China-related. All the complaints are, like, me-related. Mm. You know, like, like I'm a new teacher, so it's, it's tough. And, like, there's yeah. a First-year teaching is always hard. Yeah, but yeah. about to be through it, and... It's been fun. How long have we been rolling for? We're almost at an hour. Oh shoot! I thought I was gonna. I thought I was gonna be the fifteen-minute guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you lasted longer, Scott. All right, cool, cool. Uh, <laughs> um, so do you do you have like future things? I know we've talked a little bit, but you're like 
you're you're cool here, so why change it? Then? Yeah, I mean, I've got some like, I don't know, if grandiose is the right word, but just like I've got this vision. I want to live in Africa at some point for like oh, whatever. It's reason. because of the dream. It's because of the dream, probably. And just like, <laughs> yeah, that's probably what planted the seed. I would like to do that at some point, but like. I can also just travel there. Like, we get a summer vacation for two months. And lots of big trip times. Yeah, three weeks. We get, what, two weeks for Christmas, three weeks-ish for Chinese New Year. And then there's other random spots. Yeah, so, like, I'm just, my philosophy is kind of, like, if it's, I don't know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And, like, if I'm really, really content where I'm at, why maybe potentially screw that up if I can just go travel to these places. Right. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of opportunity out there. Part of me wants to live in. I'll, there's a lot of places I would like to live in. Um, I'm also... Uh, part of me is, like, financially motivated also, and I feel like the money and savings potential in China is really good and out of our school. Apparently it's better at some others, but like I'm really content with what's going on right now. So like, yeah. And I feel, especially the English department in particular. I've never worked for any of the other departments. I don't know, but the English department's solid, and it got solid leadership and like a, a vision for it. So it's like I kind I want to kind of see how it plays yeah. out more. Yeah. Also, well, I, I can tell you, this is I li- really like working with this this ELA department. It's yeah. being in other places. Not that those places are bad. This is just very, it is very cohesive. We're, you know, through 6th through 12th grade, we're working together. Yeah, 12th and 11th grade, they're way more in the future, and I'm, I'm the one that teaches 12th and 11th grade, so it's been, a little, it's been a little wide open trying to figure out what to do, but some people say that's a blessing, uh, but that's people that are a lot more experienced than me. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But so that's about all for that tangent, I think. Yeah. All right. So last question, because I feel like there's some opportunities for like an honest answer here. Uh huh. Um, if you could do it all over again, would you do it exactly the same? <laughs> so there's one there's one key thing I would change because most of it I'm like it's the whole like cliche like oh I wouldn't be where I'm at without it right. you know blah blah blah. I would change. The one thing I would change, and I know it wouldn't work out as I'm foreseeing it, the one thing I would ideally change is somehow get a thousand bucks and put it into Bitcoin or something (laughs) about 10 years ago. But I just know the trajectory I was on and I would have probably withdrew that anyways. But like, when I say I wish I did that, I mean that I wish I did that and never withdrew it until now and then I'd be big baller. Yeah. Because Bitcoin's worth a lot of money right now. Yeah, right now it's like sixty thousand bucks for one coin, and like back in the day, I think it was like a, like I don't know how much it was, but it, you would have gotten, it would have gone like thousands of times. You know, that thousand dollars would have been like millions and millions and millions of dollars. Right. So, yeah, I'm a little greedy, but you know, whatever. <laughs> That's what I would have changed. Otherwise, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe spend more time with my family or something. I don't know. That's corny. (laughs) That's corny. And like, if that was that big of a deal to me, I wouldn't be living in China right now. So I don't know. That's probably it, really. Probably say less stupid things. But, you know, you grow. 
and learn from that. So, because I still like, I know everyone does this, but I just think back. I'm like, why did I say that? You know, so I'm from like 10 years ago. I still think about random things pop in my head. I'm like, that wasn't too slick, you know, just like trying to be funny. And it, it was just stupid. No. That's very minor. <laughs> That's very minor. So there's things I would change. The biggest one is, yeah, put a, put a stack in Bitcoin and let it let it settle for a while and don't withdraw it. But, you know, no going back. Yeah. So. Yes. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your... I, I feel like this is a good one because um, what it's like a, a... Like, it's the whole COVID experience. It's the whole, like, um, new teacher thing. But it's also, like... It just, I like the fact that you had to kind of figure it out. I feel like we don't hear that story very often. Especially with teachers, I feel like. A yeah. lot of, most teachers, I feel like they're just like, all right, that's what we're doing. Let's right. go. Which is admirable. Yeah, but, but I also, like, there's nothing wrong with trying to figure it out first. I feel like a lot of people are so worried about, like, I have to figure out the right job right away. And they pick something maybe they hate it or something. Oh, yeah. A lot of those kids that go into, like, business and stuff like that and finance uh yeah i see that happen for sure yeah um, but you know whatever you know everyone figures it out some way or another but that's the hope at least yeah yeah, yeah hopefully <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks for talking bye guys